0: Is that, oh. <laughs> Boom! There we are. <laughs> we got there. Uh, thank you, Kyle, for that awesome communion message. Um, we're going to fo- thank you. Thank you, music team, as well. That was great uh, this morning. Yeah, we're going to follow on um, with that, in a sense, with what kyle has been talking about. And um, you got the uh, you got the double dose of. The bargain boys this morning, so. <laughs> um, yep. So it's good to see you all. My name's Michael. I'm part of the team here, at uh, at One Heart. And and this morning we're going to be we're going to be talking about. Uh, where are we? There, Su- supernatural love. Supernatural love. Um, I kind of wish I'd bought everyone a box of chocolates and a, and some flowers or something, but it would have been nice, wouldn't it, to pre- to preempt this going into this <laughs> next time. Remind me next time. Um, But you know, I, I love that line in that in that worship song. You know, God is madly in love with you. He, he is. Do do you do we understand that? Do we fully comprehend that? How often are there doubts and and uh, well, how can he love someone like me? I've I've stuffed up so many times. Um, I know I know my as David said, I know my sins are ever before me. How could he love someone like me? But he does. He loves every single person on the face of the earth. It says that God is, is love. It also, you know, he is also, it also says he's holy and he's truth. But God is love. So he is the the full picture of love is found in God. And it says in 1 John 4, 9 to 10, this is love. So I'll start from... That's verse 10, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So the suffering that Kyle was talking about, that we all go through, Jesus suffered in a sense the ultimate suffering. But he, he suffered because of love. There was a motivation that, that took him through that suffering out the other side. And his motivation was love for mankind. It wasn't a duty. It wasn't a, something that he thought, oh, I better do that. No, he actually did it because he loves you and I. That's why he followed through on it. And he continues even now to love us, to give to us, to serve us, to pray for us, to reach out for us, to us if we don't know him, and disciple us if we do through the Holy Spirit. He's constantly doing that all the time. His work has never stopped since the creation of the world, he's always been working and he always will be. And in one going on, 1 John. 11 to 12 dear friends since God so loved us we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen God but if we love one another God lives in us and his love is made complete in us so we're called to grow up into him and be like him ourselves and be love in the same way God is love that's what we're called to ultimately it's not just about doing actions as such or thinking this is the actions i need to do to love people in a sense as an obligation but his spirit comes into our life and he actually changes us so that we actually become the embodiment of love in a sense. So God embodies love. So our motivations start to become that. Our mindset starts to become that. It's not just a matter of what we need to do, as in, here's a, 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 a weight of wo- um, commandments and obligations that you need to do. It's, it's we actually become that. He transforms us from the inside out. And this 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 topic has has been on my heart for a number of months now I just can't shake it because I can see in my own life God is just showing me not in a critical judgmental way but he's showing me that I need growth in this area er- I need growth in this area there's there's a lack there and, and and I I personally need to grow in this and if we were all honest, we would all say that because we're always going to be growing in it. But it's just something. It's not just oh, what's the theme this year? Supernatural. Oh, love. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Supernatural love. No, it's something that is that's just constantly in my world uh, at the moment. And so there's we're going to do a little bit of a Greek Greek thing now. Um, who's is anyone? How many people can speak Greek or know Greek? Hang on, one? Half? Okay, good. Can't keep quiet when I pronounce these, these names. Um, so there's different types of love in the Bible. I know there's a lot of information on that slide, but the first one is eros. Uh, I'm cheating here, actually, because I've got the pronunciation, how to pronounce it here. Eros is the Greek word for sensual or romantic love, the term originated from the mythological Greek god of love, sexual desire, physical attraction, and physical love, Eros, whose Roman counterpart was Cupid. So that's the first type of love. The second type is Storge. 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 Storge? Con's coaching me here. (laughs) The Greek word describes family love, the affectionate bond that develops naturally between parents and children and brothers and sisters. The third one is philia. This Greek term describes the powerful emotional bond seen in deep friendships. And philia is also the most general type of love in Scripture and it also encompasses love for fellow humans, care, respect and compassion for people in need so there's three types of love and they're all good they're good things in in our world They're, they're not bad things they're good things and all these all these forms or types of love in a sense can when we come into unity with god they're they're put in their right place i suppose or, you know, in, 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 in cases like philia, they're enhanced or, or, or they're, they're put right, they're, they're, they operate better in God. But the fact is that these three types of love, you can have them without God in your life. People that don't know God can still have love in these areas. Because when, the fall, when we had that fall and Adam ate that apple, Adam and Eve ate that apple... What actually happened was that the world was broken. Sin came into the world and the world broke, in a sense. We, we as people broke. Our connection with God broke. But it didn't totally get destroyed. There's still the goodness of God you can see in the world. There's still, creation is still good, in a sense. You can see there's still good things. There's still love like this that is still uh, almost remnant in the world. When the sun comes up, it's not a grey. It's not all grey. There's there's colour there. When you eat eat a nice meal, you know it tastes great if it's cooked well. Don't don't boil the um, broccoli. Or or the or the um what the other ones? Yeah, anyway. Um, what's that? Brussels sprouts. That's it. Never boil Brussels sprouts. Horrible. Um. (laughs) but these forms of love as I said are still remnant in the world so you can love like this without even knowing God and people do that to an extent but then there is a distinctly supernatural form of love that only exists in and of God and through the strength and empowering of the Holy Spirit in our lives and that love is agape or God's immeasurable incomparable love for humankind it is the divine love that comes from God agape is love is perfect unconditional sacrificial and pure this is the highest of the four types of love in the bible so we can have this sort of love, and we're called to become the embodiment of this sort of love. And you think, man, that's, that's huge. Like, God is going is to make me into that. Perfect, unconditional, sacrificial, and pure. You think, really? That's your purpose for me? In 1 John 3, 16, it says, This is how we know what agape love is. Christ Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought, also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And in Mark 8, 34 to 35, it says, Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will find it. So this sacrificial love is embodied in Christ going to the cross and suffering for us. That's the type of love that he's, that he's called us to. And, and the love, as he said, if you give up your, your life for me and the gospel, you'll find it. So he said, the, this love is, the other element to, to this love is it's self-sacrificial and benefits others, but it's also grounded in Jesus and the advancement of the gospel. That's what it's based in for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of the gospel it's the, is this supernatural kind of love. Without that, you just, if you take that out of the equation, you're just getting back into uh, human love, which isn't bad, but you're, you're missing the key element. You're missing the Holy Spirit and his call to, to win the lost disciple those that need his, his, his teaching. And in 1 Thessalonians 4, it says, Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for, each, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you to do so more and more. And then in 2 Thessalonians 1, we always ought to thank God for your brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, as we heard from Jansen last week growth in faith and the agape love every one of you has for each other is increasing it's increasing so our lives God's calling us to an increasing life of love an increasing not static not going backwards but each day each week each month each year we are growing in it we're developing in it we're becoming more and more like him as he changes us. So is, is, it in, is our a supernatural agape love, is it increasing? Ask yourself that question. Is it increasing? We need to ask ourselves that because it, it, needs, it should be increasing. That's what Jesus is saying to us and, and wants from all of us. And as we grow in maturity, we should be growing in this type of love. The the devil doesn't mind too much if we are loving people naturally without Jesus and the gospel. I mean, he doesn't like it, but 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 he does mind greatly if we love supernaturally for the sake of Jesus and the gospel. That's what really ticks him off. If you're loving just in a natural sense, to stay away from Jesus and the gospel, just the first three forms of love, He's, he's not too worried about that. But once you bring in Jesus, Jesus and the gospel and building the church and, and all those things, he gets angry as, and, and he'll have a go at you and, you and, you know, be ready for it. Greater is he in, in, in us than he that's in the world, than, than Satan. So as, you know, we're called to grow in it, and I've taken a little bit of license here, just one word license, but we are, this is past uh, the vision of the church we are a large, relevant church of mature believers who supernaturally love our community. Who supernaturally, we're not just those. We're not just um, doing good deeds and and just being nice and being friendly and all that's good, but we're supernaturally. We're, Jesus is building the church through us in this town, and that's that's how how He wants us to be operating. In 1 Timothy 1 5 it says the object the object and purpose of our instruction and charge is love which springs from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So the goal of what we're doing here of everything we do all the teaching all the preaching all that we're here all the books we read, the goal and purpose is that we would grow in this sort of love. That's the whole purpose of it. It's not so that, oh, gee, I got a great revelation today. I mean, that's, that's awesome. It's great to get revelations. But it's not only for that person, the ultimate purpose, or I felt good today, that that word comforted me and I feel better now. It's not just about that. It's good that it comforts us. It's good that it encourages us. But the whole purpose is, the goal is that we would be growing in in love. And the world is, you know, the world is opposite to this. It promotes a totally different sort of lifestyle, as we all know. It, it's, it's basically can be an assault on our minds and hearts it's about how much stuff you can get how to fulfill your needs alone even at the expense of others how good you look what job you have how much everyone likes you how famous you can be how you can be more famous it's geared toward I you me that's what we're assaulted with now or probably always from day dot that that it's all about you the most used word in the english language is i the most used word out of any other word in the english language is i we like to talk about ourselves because we're so interesting and you know everyone needs to hear about what's in my life because it's so interesting and engaging but but the bible calls this the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life And our sinful nature and the devil promotes this sort of lifestyle. And we don't want to fall into that sort of lifestyle. And we want to come out of that and be totally different. Totally different to that, that sort of life. Following this, what the world will give, leads only to spiritual bankruptcy, unhappiness, anger, fear, anxiety, depression and ultimately death. In John 15, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My commandment is this, agape, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends so he's told us this that our joy may be complete and that 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 to our natural mind is strange because it's essentially Jesus saying it's Jesus dragging that cross being mocked and ridiculed he's beaten he's whipped he's bloodied he's disfigured he's he's uh, going to the he's dragging his cross up the road and he's saying come follow me your joy will be full. Like, what a picture. <laughs> Come, follow me. Take up your cross, follow me. Your joy will be full. And, and we're like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't compute. My joy will be full if I've, you know, sitting on the couch relaxing, have a bag of chips and, you know, and a Coke or whatever. That, then my joy will be full. And he's saying, no, follow me. And it totally blows our mind. But its it, he doesn't lie. Jesus can't lie. So as we grow in this sort of love, our joy will increase. So as we engage in that sacrificial life for him and for the gospel, our joy will increase. That's a promise. It can't, it can't be voided. And there are a number of elements um, to, to the supernatural love of God. There's, I'm just going to skip a couple of them for the sake of time, but there's an evo- emotional investment I- in it. it. It's not just um, a deadpan thing. Actually, Paul said, For I wrote to you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my agape love for you. There's, there's emotional investment. There's a right way in which it operates, which is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. A lot of people would know that, that, that verse. 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast, not proud, not rude, not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, does not die in evil, but rejoices with the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. So there's a right way in which it operates. And if we go outside of those boundaries, um if we go outside of those boundaries then we kind of um it it says there that you, you you become nothing you sort of void your actions and if you're outside of those those boundaries but anyway it goes on to say that and then there's there's deeds or actions related to this supernatural love and I've got them listed there with some with some references and this is supernatural love in action. And so all of these, giving, serving, prayer, evangelism, discipling, they're all about Jesus and the gospel. That, that's the focus of them. So if we have this love growing in us, this supernatural love of the Holy Spirit growing in our lives, then we'll naturally give. We'll naturally give. It won't be like, oh, do I have to give? Why do I have to give my money away? Like, you naturally want to give because you'll see your brothers and sisters now. You'll see the cause. You'll see it. And you'll be like, I'm giving into that. If we have supernatural love, then we'll serve. We'll want to serve. won't be like, oh, I've got a unwelcome go team again this week. I was going to go fishing or I was going to get my boat out or have to lock up, you know. <laughs> we want to serve. So we're, our... We will, we will love to serve. We'll get pleasure out of serving. Prayer. We'll want to pray for people. If we see someone in trouble or, or need, we'll, we'll, if we have supernatural love, then we'll pray for them. And it won't, be, it won't be a burden as such. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Evangelism. We'll, we will want to talk to people because we love them. And we see their eternal eternal destiny without Jesus. And we'll want to disciple people. We'll see that, hey, you can disciple me. You can see areas where I need growth and change. You can speak into my life. I can speak into yours. And we can grow together and build ourselves up in love and become more and more of what God has called us to become. In 1 John 4.19 it says, We can only... Agape love him because he first, Agape loves us. It doesn't actually say that exactly, but I've added a few words. We can only love him because he first loved us. And and we can't do this in our own strength. So the purpose of, you know, talking about this this morning isn't... See, we do need to grow in love. I need to, we all need to grow in this supernatural love. We have to. No one would disagree with that. But the application of it, if you go away today and think, right, as from tomorrow, I'm going to give more, serve more, pray more, evangelize more, disciple more. You probably won't get all that far. But if your application, because you're laying a lot of burdens on your life, if your application is, I'm going to seek the Holy Spirit, I'm going to seek the, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get on my knees and pray and ask God to strengthen me and cause me to grow in this area. Then that is the right application. And these things will come from that. As we do that, as we offer ourselves to God as living sacrifice and say, here I am, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? And that takes that heavy weight and burden off your shoulders in a sense and puts it on Jesus' shoulders. Because he, he's the one that can carry that for us. But he will cause that to, to change in us if we give ourselves to him in that way. In J- Jesus said, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. And so everything we do should be born out of God's spirit and of his love, wrought in our hearts by God himself. The love of God is supernatural totally supernatural it's the only one of those three that is totally supernatural you cannot have that without God in your life you can have the other three but you cannot have that one love goes supernatural. we can't create it but God can give it to us he can cause us to grow and increase in it and there's the the other part where it gets where we get where we stumble where the Where the problem lies in a sense is that there is a gulf between believing it and knowing it and the application that can only be bridged by the Holy Spirit. There's a gulf that we can't cross in our own strength. And the gulf is that we know it's going to bring a level of difficulty. It's going to bring a level of inconvenience. It's going to bring a level of... um, suffering to our lives it just will there, there is that there is that cost involved to love and we can't escape it and and sometimes it takes failure for us to recognize how to cross that gulf because we look at it and we can't do it in our own strength we can't go through that suffering to love people as jesus does in our own strength it can't be bridged by emotion, willpower, the force of your own flesh and mind. It can only be bridged by the transforming and conforming power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. You think of that of the story with Peter. Peter at the um, Last Supper. I'm going. Jesus is going to the cross. And he, he says, you're all going to deny me. You're all going to walk away. And Peter says, they also know. And he says, look, Jesus, you, you're wrong there, actually. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you all the way to the cross. And uh, I've, I know how much I love you. I, I love you so I, I do. We're, we're best friends. We're, we're, we're best mates. I love you. I'll give up my life for you. I I just know it. Even if everyone else doesn't, I will. And he's got this passion, great passion for for God. And then as as the story goes, the time comes. It comes down to the crunch. And Jesus is taken to be crucified. And Peter is following at a distance um he's, he's sort of, Jesus is over there and he's over here. And a little servant girl comes up, probably a te- young teenage girl, and says, are you with Jesus? He's like, oh, scary teenage girl here. Um, no, no, not me. Um, and then someone else comes up. Are you sure you weren't, are you sure you're not with him? I'm, you look like that guy that was, no, nah, not me. No, nah, no way. I'll call down curses from heaven on me, on myself, if I was with that man. And then, and he sees Jesus catch his eyes with him, and he goes outside weeping bitterly, is what the Bible says. And so, when Jesus says, you know, take, you, if you want to be my disciple, you know, you have to take up your cross, he's, saying, he's not saying, look, I demand, if you're not going to do this, well, I'm not going to let you be my disciple. Now, what he's he's saying is that there's times when I'm going, I am Jesus, I'm going to be going to the cross. That's where I'm going to be. Are you going to be with me? Are you going to be beside me going through that? I'm going to love people and give up my life for them. Are you going to be with me through that? or not like will you be on the outside will you be away from me will you not be able to go where i'm going so he's saying you can't be my disciple my disciple unless you can unless you take your cross because you you can't you're not actually with him you've separated because of this suffering or this difficulty that love is going to cause you that has caused you to pull back and distance yourself so Peter, so that's what he's saying to us. He's saying, Jesus is saying, look, if you want to be my disciple, I'm going to be going into the cross sometimes. So can you, will you be able to come with me in those places or will you be outside? And I don't know about you, but I've found myself many times outside, sitting outside weeping. Not necessarily literally, sometimes yes, but outside. Because I know that Jesus was saying, I'm going here now, Michael. And I was like, I can't, I can't go there. And he, he was going someplace and I couldn't go with him. And so I sat outside. I found myself outside grieving because I couldn't follow him where I really wanted to follow him. See, Peter wanted to follow, but he just didn't have the capacity. And later, and, and we know later on that Jesus comes to restore Peter you know and he comes to restore us too when we find that we don't follow him where he's called us to go when he says hey i want you to give up your life in this way to love people and you say i just can't do it he'll come he comes back to you he comes back each and every time comes back to you, to restore you and as we know after this event jesus dies resurrected he comes to find peter on the beach and and you know he's cooking cooking the fish for Peter and what he does he doesn't condemn Peter he doesn't lay judgment upon him but what he says is he sits down and he has this conversation with Peter and he says Peter do you agape love me and Peter says you know that I filio love you and, and he says again Peter do you agape love me And he says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I, filio, love you. So Peter's starting to get the understanding that he needs. And the last time, Jesus says, Peter, do you, filio, love me? And he says, yes, Lord, you know that I, filio, love you. And so he was teaching Peter. He was saying, Peter, and Peter realized you know, it doesn't matter if, how much emotion, how much desire, how much want he had. Jesus was saying, look, Peter, you haven't got what it takes in your own strength to do this. And, and Peter was recognising that and understanding that. And, and you'll see that after, you know, I, I bet you Peter and those that declared that they would follow Jesus to the cross were the first to say, let's go up to the upper room, let's pray let's start praying. Let's start seeking God. Peter would have been like, we can't do this in our own strength. I know this now. I understand this now. We need the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to help us do what we can't do in, our, in ourselves. He would have been the first to say, let's pray until we receive power from on high. And that's what happened. And you know that Peter became a mighty man in the kingdom of God, preaching the, the first message in a sense and. And uh, they later say that he he did actually give up his life for Jesus physically. And so I'll get the um, music team back up. So is is that your desire today? To become the embodiment of, of love? To be God is love. To become that sort of love. Because Jesus is going to go to the cross sometimes in, in in our lives and we need to be following him. And it might be as simple as, you know, we say, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you want, but it might be as simple as, can you cl- cl- clean the toilets for me? And, he, and we're like, well, <laughs> I could, but it wasn't very glamorous. I, I was thinking more... Traveling evangelist, a um, bit more glory, a bit more something like. Or well, can you can you f- straighten a few chairs for me? Can you pick up some some rubbish for me? Can you welcome? people Can you reach out to that person at work? These these sort of things that, as as Jansen said the other week, of the building of the faith, the different tests that come it's sort of like. Well, here I'm going here now. Would you come with me? And, and He'll just continue to sort of grow that in you A- as we respond, as we understand that His Holy Spirit must needs to empower us, and we seek Him, and He empowers us to step and follow Him into these places. He'll keep taking us further into different places of of, of this sacrificial agape love. Sorry for the lag. So there's people, there's people here today that you hear this sometimes, you know. Well, I've, I've, I've been a pretty good person. I've loved people, you know. I've done that, you know. I've given to the poor at times. I've, I've done that sort of filio love. I love my family. I love my friends. I, you know, I'm pretty good at that. But it's not enough. It's good that you that you do that, and and you know that's part of your life but it's not enough because unless we walk in that agape love 100% of the time then we're not fit for heaven there's a, there's a gap there and that, one, that gap was made up by Jesus Christ he has to f- fill that gap where we didn't don't go to the cross, he did he went there And he went there every single time, not just physically at the end, but every time. The father said, would you love in this way, even though it's going to cause you a bit of suffering, a bit of difficulty, a bit of inconvenience. He did it. And every time he lived the perfect life so that we could be forgiven and restored and go to heaven. And if you're in that situation today and you would honestly say to yourself, well, I haven't been born again. I haven't asked for forgiveness. I thought I was pretty good. Well, then... you you need to do that today even even right now do it right now and that's why we just everyone just we'll just close their eyes and just I just want to give people an opportunity to respond and if you are in that situation and you would say well I thought that God would sort of just forget the bad stuff and just let you know send me to heaven because I'm being pretty good but he, he can't. It has to be justice. It has to be paid for sin. And he did it through Jesus Christ for you. So if you today would say, I need to grow in this. I want this love for myself. I want to know what it, this is about. I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to live that sort of life that God is asking of me. Then why don't you raise your hand and, and we're going um, to ask Jesus to come in by his spirit into your heart and life this morning. So if there's anyone here, you're welcome to raise your hand now and we're going to pray together and then move on. Father, we thank you for those Lord, that are seeking you today. Lord, we ask that you bring your grace into their lives and strengthen them in Jesus' name. We thank you for praise you for in Jesus name you can open your eyes in In Ephesians 3 it says for this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its names I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ May dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how high, how long, how high, uh, how wide, how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all the measure of all the fullness of God. What an incredible verse. So that we can be filled to all the measure of all the fullness of God. See, God never does things in in the Scripture. I don't know if you can find it where it says He'll do a bit, or He'll He'll do a bit of something. It's always fullness. It's always abundance. It's always it's always over the top because that's who God is. He's He's over the top in a sense. He has that abundance. He has that um, all that we need and more. So this morning we're going to do something a bit different. If you, if you would say, "I want to grow in this supernatural love," um, I'm not going to ask you to stand. But what I'm going to ask you to do is kneel with me. It says, "For this reason, I kneel before the Father." And if you're comfortable this morning, we're going to just spend a moment. And if you're able to, if you, you know, if you can't, then fine. But If you want to grow in this sacrificial agape love, we're going to pray to God. We're going to bow our knees. We're going to humble ourselves before him and ask for the Holy Spirit to empower us and fill us this morning. And I believe he's going to come and meet with us this morning. So if you're willing, why don't you bow your knees with me this morning? we honour you Lord we just Lord we come to you Lord we want to honour you we want to exalt you we want to lift you up Lord you're you're our all in all you're the magnificent one you're the mighty one you're the there's no one like you Jesus there's no power in heaven above or on earth greater than you Lord you're mighty and wonderful Lord we just want to declare as Peter said that we do love you Lord but we want we need your spirit to move in this church to move in our hearts and lives we need you to come and touch us even right now holy spirit we just ask that you'd strengthen us that each day you'd strengthen us as we as we spend time with you you'd strengthen us and enable us to go where we can't go in our own strength lord that that we wouldn't find ourselves outside grieving and weeping but we'd find ourselves following you Lord, and that's where you want us to be. You want us to be in that place of joy, not that place of grief, Lord. So we just ask that you would touch every person this morning in this building, Lord, with your spirit, even right now. Lord, at home, Lord, and help us to grow in it day by day. Help us not condemn ourselves or judge ourselves. Help us to be growing and increasing more and more in love. Father, And we just want to honor you for this morning. We just want to thank you for your word that is powerful and great in our lives. We just want to bless you for that, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can stand to your feet. I'm just going to um, invite Pastor Pauline up. You can sit down for a couple of minutes. <laughs> We're just giving you a little little workout. Then, um, what a powerful world!